0: 11 is back for a fourth season hosted by me amanda marsh returning to the original longer format i'll be chatting with random people of all ages and locations about how their twin years influenced the adult they became today's guest is sasha who grew up on a farm in papua new guinea before heading to boarding school in western australia that's got to be some culture shock Sasha, welcome to Being Eleven. Can you tell me what year you turned 11, please? What year? Yes. Do you remember? Um,
1: 1982. Okay. Yeah.
0: And you mentioned prior to recording that you moved around a lot. Could you yeah. tell our listeners each of the places you were or found yourself in 1982?
1: In 1982. So in 1982, my family moved to um, Western Australia from New Guinea. Mm -hmm. We were living in a place called Wow at that time in the highlands of New Guinea.
0: It's actually called Wow. It's actually called Wow. That's fabulous. Spelled (laughs) W-A-U. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, And it's the beginning of the Kokoda Trail, if you know about the Kokoda Trail. Mm -hmm. Um, And we moved to... Perth in Western Australia. Um, We had six months in Dandaragon while we were waiting for our next place to be arranged and that next place was in Walloona. When my family moved to Waluna, I went to boarding
0: school. Mm -hmm. So you've already named four places. (laughs) Yes. So let's (laughs) backtrack a little bit um, and start with where you moved from tell us about wow do you remember what it looked like
1: yeah absolutely yeah so my we were on a farm a coffee plantation um and the sort of the area is very mountainous because up in the highlands of new guinea um very tropical um so the the i suppose where my from our our home garden mm-hmm. had orchids and bamboo and bougainvillea and that really, really abundant in in um, plants. And we looked, the house looked out over a field. So we had open plain areas as well. the So that was a farming area. We had horses, so I would ride my horse to school. We had, there was a lot of whitewater rapids, so sort of weekend... Activities involved going down the Whitewater Rapids, mm-hmm. um, riding our horses, doing, you know. There was also in the town an active volcano. It
0: sounds very exotic. It's very... Especially <laughs> from Perth. Yes, yes.
1: Lots of snakes and spiders and amazing birds and yes. bugs and beetles and, um, yeah, very, very rich uh, culture yeah, in the environment that
0: we grew up in. Mm. Um, and did yeah. you have any strange pets?
1: Strange pets? No, we had normal pets.
0: <laughs> we Such had as? Two
1: cock, well, we had two Cocker Spaniels, yeah. Winston and Perry. Um, horses. So I had a few horses. I was very much into my horses. Yeah, they were pretty much our pets. Because, yeah. I mean, the farm, that in that particular farm, um I would describe as being like McDonald's farm we had everything chickens yeah. turkeys there was a um um uh, we had um, two buffalo mm-hmm. um, cattle pigs um because of the the town that we were in we were it was a farm but there was yeah. a town nearby the wow um we actually had a shop in an, um in town so we would sell the meat from our farm produce. Yeah.
0: And did you have much to do with the local population, the Indigenous? um, indigenous Yeah,
1: absolutely. So being on a farm, very much we had um, the villagers that were on the farm were connected with us. So we employed them. It was very much a very, what would you say, a relationship where it was beneficial for both people yeah. <laughs> um and we'd moved actually to wow from um the lowlands. so about from a place called lay which is where i was actually born which is yeah. by the coast right um and um we'd moved there um when we moved to wow some of the people that had been very had worked had been with my parents for a very long time mm-hmm. chose to move with us so their right. whole family moved with us so they yep. um and so that is another story that's another yep. part of my journey yeah we're going to say brothers and sisters right. so yeah we were extremely close yep. um and you know often would like you know we'd prefer to go and have dinner with them yeah <laughs> um and yeah and play that was very much
0: yeah
1: uh a part of our life to be.
0: Yeah. yeah. I've heard that before. I had some friends many years ago who spent about 20 years in New Guinea and they described very similar relationships, very yeah. strong bonds.
1: Yeah. 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 So, like, some of my earliest memories are of holding on to a black leg and seeing the coconut dripping onto the floor from shape, you know, they shaved yeah. the coconut, yeah. um, of um, being held and carried because we, had my mum, mum had three children under three wow. and so we had um Tonsi was our person that looked after us mm-hmm. and um yeah so i have definitely um how can i describe it i was saying to someone the other day that i met i actually have a new guinean cousin because mm-hmm. my cousin from england came and stayed with us and never left new guinea huh. <laughs> so now as a consequence and I met um, with her a few years ago, and when I saw her, I just had this bizarre experience of, of feeling our sisterhood, yeah, and feeling um, all my New Guineaness coming out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said to her, "You know, this is bizarre, but I I feel black, I feel New Guinean when I yeah. see you because yeah. of the um, just that." I don't know, it's that cultural mm. kinship, I don't know. Yes, yeah. yeah.
0: So you have to be in it to understand it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yes. it does a bit. I mean, I've personally not experienced it, but I've been witness to it.
1: Yeah. 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 So I mean at the same time in WoW we had I'm talking about my that very strong links with the New Guinean mm. culture and how it was very ingrained in me from birth. Um, but at the same time, um, we had a very white existence. Mm. Um, you, uh, Non-New Guinean people weren't allowed to go to New Guinean schools. So as a white person, we had to go to a different school. Yeah. So we actually went to a missionary school, a Lutheran school, um, which was tiny. So... Mm. Um, yeah, so there was, and 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 also obviously being very aware of the difference in um, advantage and mm-hmm. different way of living and different yeah. opportunities um, that were there. You know, I remember driving to the golf club, for example, which we did on a Friday night, yeah. it's a social thing, and seeing a tribe coming down into the village with their full um, regalia, full... Yeah. Um, dress and bows and arrows to attack the local group right so <laughs> so yes very while interesting. just about while we're going course. to the golf club yeah. <laughs> I right. mean that particular night we wouldn't have we would have seen or what was going on and, and then yeah. yeah gone home mm. some of the aspects of living living there so we had in our house a secret um compartment in the laundry like it was a false wall right and about every six months my parents would make us play sardines have you ever played that game
0: no but I can imagine why they got you to play it yes so
1: one person hides and then we all end up in there to make sure that we all fit in the false wall
0: yes yeah so just such an occasion as people coming down the mountain
1: yeah yeah but equally if they were to go out our favourite babysitter was a man called Hegan yeah. who was a huge, big, strong chimbu man. Yeah. And he would he wasn't from the local area, so yeah. he which meant that he was loyal to us. Yeah. And he would arrive with his bow and arrow yeah. and sit up very straight and just be glued to the television. <laughs> I don't if we got invaded, he would have still been watching the television. But so yeah. Lots of different interesting (laughs) experiences
0: there. And so you left there. Now, I'm a little bit curious. It sounds like it was purely a business decision. But I'm also aware that around that time, New Guinea became pretty dangerous. Yeah. I'm curious to know what was the reason for leaving. For leaving,
1: we were, well, I was 11, Mm. so approaching high school. Yeah. And um, my brothers, obviously, only three years between us, so we were all needing high school. Um, So that was one of the driving Mm -hmm. factors. In New Guinea, a lot of people that don't have... We didn't have a local high school for white people in our town, which would have meant going to boarding school in Queensland, Mm -hmm. which was the main thing. Um, And then the increase in crime Mm. and safety in living there as a white person yeah. was probably the driving
0: yeah driving force and the opportunity that came from that was
1: a Hoba, yeah. yeah yeah so um we'd uh my, my father's english and yeah. so um we'd actually between living in lay and wow We had also had a year in South Australia and six months in England. You've got around. (laughs) But parents are farmers, which usually they just stay put. But my parents, yes. So by the time I was 11, I had been to as many different schools and lived in um, three different countries. Um, So the time in England meant reconnection, my father reconnecting with... um, some of his close friends and one of them had um heard you know was aware that we were looking at how we what to do next in in life mm-hmm. and he offered to be part of an international company to grow jojoba mm-hmm. and they first of all actually looked at Kananara, but then they decided on Waluna as being
0: pretty extremely different
1: yeah because <laughs> um, it naturally grows in Arizona Oh, okay. Is it natural right. environment. Yeah. So Waluna is sense. my stone. Yeah. when so the company suggested Waluna because I mean Kalanara initially because they actually had land there. Yeah. But Too um, where, yeah, so mum and dad did the research mm-hmm. and actually said we found a better place that is much more in line with its natural growing environment. Mm-hmm. Um, which was Waluna. So um, yeah, we we moved to
0: Walluna. Did they buy land or lease the land?
1: Um, I think. So it was a part of the land that was from a station called Paru, which uh-huh. is one of the largest stations in that area. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't, because stations are leased, they're like a yeah. hundred year lease, so yeah. I'm not sure it would have been a, another title, Yeah. an area that could be partitioned as a different title off there. Yeah. Okay. So when we arrived, the land wasn't ready yet. So we actually had six months in Dandarragon. And I don't uh, even know where that is. So Dandaragon is about two and a half hours north of Perth. Okay. Um, near New Nausea, Borough, area. Right, yep. Um, and that was, I went to primary school and... A, an amazing community and even mm. though we're there for such a short time, we still have like lifelong friends from the area. So it's, yeah, it, it was nice. a really nice introduction to Australia and that real yeah. country um, kinship that that you can, have, you know, people really rally together yeah. in the country. Yeah. Um, but the what mum and dad did do while they were waiting for that land is they bought a unit in Fremantle. Yeah. So in Norfolk Street. Yeah. Um, so really my, my kind of landing in WA, my biggest connection is to Fremantle yeah. because when the land was acquired, um, I it was time for me to go to boarding school. Yeah. So I never actually went to Walona until the first holidays. Yeah. Um, so that first term of not knowing where my parents were, yeah. what the place, where, where in the hell in the world were they, um, was uh, really, I mean, I don't have much memory of it. I think yeah. it, there's quite a lot of trauma, I think, associated well, with that. I was that. just going
0: to ask you about that. But yeah. if you've moved around three countries already, there's probably a degree of resilience degree of comfort. resilience,
1: but mum and dad always there. My, yep. And yep. my brother's always mm-hmm. there. You know, yeah. the family unit always there. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden... It's I was on gone. my own. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> so, but I, had, I knew that we had this unit in Fremantle. So that was something that was a constant. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just had a, a flashback of my first. I've seen, when I, I was left at the boarding school, and my granny, who's my dad's mother, yeah. happened to be with us at the time um from England and she gave me a brown teapot right and a china teapot and she said everyone needs a teapot when they go to boarding school because of course my my parent, my dad went to boarding school you know he was it was during world war Two when you, you were shipped yeah. off to boarding school anyway I he, mean, she, had this,
0: though she had this so she had this concept things.
1: you have to have a tea well because English, you have to have a cup of tea. Like if if everything's
0: going <laughs> pear shaped. Surely a communal area.
1: Yeah, well that was my thing. If everything's going things going pear shaped, you have a cup of tea. Makes sense. It makes everything better. If you I get so it. I yeah. sat there on my bed so with lovely. my teapot thinking there's no kitchen, there's no hot water. How do I feel this tea? but I had my
0: teapot? <laughs> and I still have it. Oh, that's good. I'm glad. It's very old school and very sweet, but not very practical. No. Uh, no. So which which boarding school did you go to? I went to PLC. Okay. Yeah, in Peppermint Grove. Mm-hmm. Um. You don't have to tell me about it. No, that's right. <laughs> we won't talk shade about schools. Yeah. But it was all right. You survived there, or thrived.
1: Yeah, both. Bit of both. Survived yeah. and thrived. Yeah. Look, I think boarding school is one of those. There was no other choice. There's That's no right. other yeah. school. Um, and the friends that I have that from there that mm-hmm. I are uh, are like sisters. Yeah. So I have. I'm blessed that I have such a strong yeah. group of women around me and we mm. don't need to see each other for years but yeah. we're we're there. So I think yeah. that's one of the the most positive things that's come from that.
0: Yeah that's good. And I imagine in boarding schools there'd be a lot of people with similar experiences. So so many kids in WA that go to boarding school have come off farms. Yeah. Yeah. So they would have some understanding of yeah where you're coming from. Yeah. yeah. The New Guinea bit maybe not so much. Certainly in WA? No. <laughs> They would have found it fascinating, I'm sure. Yeah. What was Frio like? in 1982.
1: Back there, Metropolis was an ice skating rink. Yeah. And that was awesome. Hmm. Um. Time Zone was still there. Hmm. Um. And my youngest brother just loved Time Zone and would and the markets. Yeah. Were amazing. Yeah. Um. The Papalougies. Oh, yes. Was where Grilled is now, I think. But that was lovely. I mean, you know, that was yeah. kind of the... That was the and it was out. much more um, you would go there, like it had a still a deli and yeah. a, I think you, you would go there to do food shopping. Yeah. But have the different things there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think when I was 11... Uh, one of our neighbours in the units, um, Joyce, and her husband worked on the wharfs. So okay. I had a real, and I think once I was sick for some reason, I couldn't, and Dad was in town, so I was able to come out of boarding school and he yeah. and he, we were at the units and he had to do something and so Joyce looked after me yeah. and she took me to the pub. <laughs> she took me to Yeah, took me to the pub, and yeah, and the, the, her husband was there and the other wharfies So I had yeah. a real, yeah, a real sense of what Fremantle yeah. was all about. I'm
0: curious to know what 11 year old you, well travelled 11 year old you, very exposed to alternate cultures you could teach the you that's sitting in front of me now
1: oh that's such an interesting question
0: remember this
1: you're okay <laughs> um, you've made my brain explode because i'm like what
0: about what what's
1: um Just give me the first, the first thing. thing that came to mind was every person is unique yeah and that it, no matter where you are, where you're from or what experiences you've had right here and now, you're still that unique person. Yeah. And how important it is to recognise that in yourself but yeah. also in other people.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's a very mature 11-year-old. <laughs>
1: that's right. I think that's why it was hard. It's like, what would the 11-year-old say? Yeah, I was, I was quite a serious 11-year-old. Mm-hmm. I was extremely shy. Yeah. Extremely, extremely shy. Yeah. Um, responsible. Um, and, yeah, I think I was
0: quite serious. So Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Being 11 is a 100% independently produced podcast with no funding or corporate backup. If you enjoyed this interview, please take the time to rate or promote Being 11 on your social media so that I can grow the audience and share more stories. It takes you seconds, but it means the world to me. So go on. If you do one good deed today, make that it. Be a legend. Help a girl out.